0: Hello beloved and welcome to this week's uh, Bible study where we are going to take a look at the uh, part five of the Holy Spirit and Jesus. Now if you can remember in part one we looked at the relationship between Jesus and the Holy Spirit. In part two we looked at what the Holy Spirit did in the life of Jesus Christ and specifically with regards to Him being the anointed now, one uh, by the Holy Spirit to be Messiah And then in part three, we looked at the Holy Spirit's involvement in the life of Christ. In part four, we looked at the Holy Spirit's involvement in the death of Christ, Jesus. And now in this last part, part five, we're going to take a look at the Holy Spirit's involvement in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. All right, before we continue, let's just have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, it's such a privilege to come to you and to study your word to find the amazing truths that you have revealed to us specifically with regards to the the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus Christ the Jewish Messiah but for us our Lord and Savior and Father thank you so much that we can be part of the kingdom of God uh, whether it be Jew or whether it be uh, Gentile whether it be whatever at the end of the day through faith in Jesus Christ and him alone By grace, we are able to enter into your kingdom. If we are born again, we can see the kingdom and we may enter your kingdom. Thank you as citizens of the kingdom of God, of your kingdom, Father, that we can have these revelations and and understand something of the relationship between the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ. Help us to understand, to take to heart what you have said in your word and revelation we we find and enable me to uh, to, to teach your people, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so the question that we should ask ourselves is how exactly was the Holy Spirit involved in the resurrection of Jesus? How was the Holy Spirit involved in the resurrection of Jesus? Now, beloved, the Bible actually teaches us that all three persons of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, was actually at work in raising Jesus Christ from the dead. So this is a very interesting study if we look at the revelation uh, of, of the New Testament where we find that, no, it was God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit involved in the work of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Not just Jesus or just, ne- just the Father or just the Holy Spirit. No, the Godhead was involved. Now we read in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 to 20. We read the following. Uh, what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? Remember there's an amazing power that works within us and uh, here I'm not saying that the holy Spirit is the, is, is a power nah? but we can know that the Holy Spirit has power okay The Holy Spirit's power is to regenerate okay to to uh, give us the rebirth. The power of the Holy Spirit is to baptize us into the church. The power of the Holy Spirit is to enable us to be witnesses, to, to, to live sanctified lives, to be godly in our character, to uh, be pleasing to God, to be reconciled to God, to pray, and all these kind of things is what the Holy Spirit does for God's people. And that in itself is absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. So... What we see in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 is, listen to this, What is this exceeding uh, greatness of His power towards us, who believe according to the working of His mighty power? It's speaking about the Father. So this is about the work of God the Father in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay, That was verse 19. Verse 20 says, Which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead, and seated Him at His right hand in The heavenly places. So, we're talking about the whole um, God the Father involved in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That power that works in us that God uses now, His power that He uses to, to basically raise us from the dead, in the sense because we are dead in our trespasses and sins. And it is a miracle work of God to raise us from the dead, to to make us alive. But the first one that was raised from the dead, as the firstborn from the dead, is Jesus Christ. Okay, So that same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that works in us to give us the rebirth, uh, to make us born again. To sanctify us to reconcile us with God to forgive us of our sin, you know. That same power, we know it's the Holy Spirit that obviously is, is the one that works uh, these things in us, all right. But here in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 90 to 20, we clearly, clearly, clearly see that it is God the Father um, working in His mighty power, verse 20, which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and then seated Him. At his right hand in heavenly places so no we can see that is God the Father at work now and he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead so God the Father is involved in the resurrection of Jesus Christ now there's this amazing prophecy in Psalm 16 verse 10 where we read for you will not leave my soul in Sheol speaking about Messiah the Messiah which we know is Jesus Christ uh, Psalm 1610 says, For you will not leave my soul, which means Messiah's soul will not be left in Sheol. That's the place of the dead in the Old Testament. Those who, who died went to Sheol. That's the place where the dead were kept until resurrection, till they are raised from the dead. And then it says, Nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. So, Jesus Christ, the Jewish Messiah, our Savior, uh, died on the cross, was buried... And then he rose again on the third day. And when he rose on the third day, God did not allow his Holy One, which means his Son, the Messiah, our Savior, to see corruption. And he did not allow his soul to be left in the place of the dead. That just tells us that there was going to be a resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay, so it's clear that God the Father now was at work in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So keep that one in mind, because what we also see in Scripture is that God the Son, the second person of the Trinity, He Himself was also at work in His own resurrection. So God the Father, the first person of the Trinity, God the Father, involved in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Jewish Messiah, our Savior, God, uh, you know, the Son of God. But now we see God the Son as well. Go to John chapter 10, verse 18. This is what we read in John chapter 10, verse 18. It says, No one takes it from me. What is he talking about? This is Jesus speaking, and he says, No one takes my life from me. Basically, no one can take the life of Jesus Christ away from him. He says, But I lay it down of myself. That means willingly. Jesus willingly gave himself. He says, I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it again and this command I have received from my father now what is very important here is to see it says no one takes my life Jesus Christ lays his life down or laid his life down of himself which means that Jesus Christ sacrificially gave his life no one took his life from him. Beloved, I want us to be very clear on this because so easily we can say, oh, no, the, G- the Jews killed Jesus. Or we can say, "No, it was the Romans who killed Jesus. Uh, our sin killed Jesus. Beloved, Jesus paid the penalty for our sin. That's true. He came from the lost, for the lost sheep of the house of Israel and he died on behalf of his people. And the Gentiles would be included in that. But the one who laid down his life was Jesus Christ and he did it willingly. Okay, he, didn't, he was not forced to lay down his life and nobody could take his life from him because Jesus Christ is the only one who could basically lay down his life and he is the one who can take up his life again. Obviously, we can say, but no, no, no. Isn't the Father involved in that? Of course, the Father is involved. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is involved in Jesus' death, uh, also in, in, in his resurrection. And, and why can we say that? Because the triune God, the Godhead, is one. Okay, so it was Jesus in his human nature that basically died in in the sense that, and there we can say God the Father, God the Son, or God the Holy Spirit um, was instrumental in Jesus Christ laying down his life. The means through which Jesus laid down his life was to be crucified, in accordance to prophecy, he had to hang hang on that cursed tree. That's where he had to die. Okay, but Jesus Christ, in the fact that he is fully fully God, fully man, hundred percent God, hundred percent man at the same time, Jesus could lay down his life willfully or uh, willingly, and he could take up his life again willingly. Because he is the one in charge of his life. Because he is fully. God, in that sense. Okay, so uh, don't, don't ever say, but you know what, it's all these other factors. No, those were all things used at the end of the day by God for Jesus Christ to lay down his life. But Jesus Christ willingly laid down his life by himself. The word study dictionary describes the love of Christ towards us as follows, because it's an act of love. Now, when Jesus died on that cross, it was an act of love. It was when he gave himself and he willingly went to the cross, Jesus Christ showed us what true love is. Nah? True sacrificial love where you give yourself um, willingly for somebody else. And, and Jesus Christ gave himself for our sin. Nah, that, that's just absolutely amazing. Now the word um, study dictionary basically describes the love of Christ towards us as follows. And it's speaking about agape love. It says, and I quote, This love is God's willful direction towards man. It involves God doing what he knows is best for man and not necessarily what man desires. That's the kind of love. This agape love of God is God knows what we need. So he shows agape love towards sinners because he knows what we need. He knows that sinners need to be reconciled. He knows that they need forgiveness of sin. He knows that they need to be set free from the power and the dominion of sin. So God gives man um, not what they desire, but what God knows is best for man. You see, when Jesus willingly laid down his life for sinners, he did it because it was decided in the Godhead before creation. God knew that sinners needed salvation. And and it's interesting that sinners do not agree with God. Sinners don't think that they need salvation because they think they're good enough. If you go and talk to sinners today, people who are not saved, and you ask them, do you think you're a good person? What do you think their answer would be? Yeah, the answer will be, obviously, no, I think I'm a good person. They won't think they are as good as God, but they will definitely think they're a good person. And they would always think that their goodness is good enough for them to enter into heaven, into God's presence. The the thing is, people are not good enough. God knows that. And God knew it from the start that we are not good enough. That's why Jesus said that there's only one that's good, and that's God. Okay, so very important. Even though sinners might think that they're good. God knew that they needed salvation, that that he knew that they're not good enough to save themselves. So he knew because they all needed salvation, they needed a savior. So God sent a savior in the person of Jesus Christ. So God, the son, then dies for the sin of sinners, even though they don't think they need it. Okay, but because they do need it that's why god does it that's why it's an act of love of god's agape love towards people that even though they thought they didn't need salvation or even though even today people don't think they need salvation but god still reaches out to them with his agape love and when he reaches out to them he actually <laughs> he shows them or he he basically gives them something that they really do not desire but God knows they need it I hope it makes sense so Jesus basically died willingly not because it was he was pressured to do so no he did it willingly because he knew we needed it he knew that sinners that are on their way to hell Needs to be saved. So Jesus gave himself willingly to die. But John 8, uh, 10 verse 18 also tells us that Jesus, that's the Messiah now. Nah? He's the Jewish Messiah. He's our Savior. He had, he had the power then to raise himself from the grave. And, and remember, how could he do it? He's the second person of the Godhead. Okay? He says, I can lay down my life and I can take it up again. So if he can lay down his life and he can take it up again, it means that Jesus Christ is the one who has the power to raise himself from the dead. Okay, so we've seen that the Father and then Jesus Christ himself, they were both involved in the resurrection. But scripture also teaches us that God, the Holy Spirit, was involved in the amazing fantastic, excellent, great work of raising Jesus from the dead. We read in Romans chapter 1 verse 4. uh, Basically, it says that Jesus was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Okay, so when Jesus was raised from the dead by the Holy Spirit, it basically affirmed His ministry. It affirmed that Jesus Christ was indeed who he said he was. It confirmed that Jesus was the Son of God, that Jesus Christ is the Jewish Messiah. It confirmed that Jesus Christ was the one who uh, was to die on the cross and be buried and be raised from the dead. So the resurrection when the Holy Spirit raised Christ from the dead, it was to affirm the, the totality of the ministry of Jesus Christ. And that's so beautiful. So the confirmation that Jesus Christ's ministry was the right ministry and that his resur- or let's say his death and his resurrection or his death was accepted for our sin is in the fact that he was raised from the dead. So when God raised him from the dead, that's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, uh, all three persons of the Godhead working together so that Jesus could be raised from the dead, and when Jesus was raised from the dead, it affirmed his ministry. It affirmed everything that he did. It affirmed that that Jesus Christ was the one who could reconcile man to God. It is Jesus Christ who can forgive our sins. It is Jesus Christ who is able to do far more than what we can think or pray. It is Jesus Christ who has all power to lay down his life, to to take it up again, Uh, and it's Jesus Christ who can save sinners from their sin. Now we read in Romans 8 verse 11, it says, If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, that's the Holy Spirit that dwells in us, but it says that it was the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Then it says, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Beloved, we will be raised from the dead at the end of the day. So we have these, these flesh and blood bodies that is temporary, okay? Uh, it's like um, it's something that's going to perish, but we're going to receive eternal or glorified bodies.? Okay? So the Holy Spirit is going to give us um, these new bodies, and the reason why He can give us these new bodies is because Jesus was raised from the dead. And because Jesus was raised from the dead, everyone who believes on the Lord Jesus Christ will also be raised from the dead. You see, the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead will also raise us from the dead. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, we read, For Christ also suffered once for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, that's the reconciliation, eh? being put to death in the flesh, that's his death, but made alive by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we see that Jesus Christ died in the flesh and he was made alive by the Holy Spirit. So clearly, the Holy Spirit is the one who made Jesus alive. Okay, so the big question that would just pop out, um, you know, after all of this has been said, is who raised Jesus from the dead? Was it God the Father, God the Son, or was it God the Holy Spirit? Who who was it? (laughs) I hope it's clear. And and we just used a few passages that in our study we can see clearly that it was the triune God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All three persons of the Godhead was involved in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It wasn't just one of the persons of the Godhead. How is it possible? Uh, Because it's God. With God all things are possible. If we understand the Trinity, then it is very simple and very easy to understand that, especially if we understand the two natures of Christ, his divine nature and his um, sinful nature, that Jesus Christ in his divine nature was able to lay down his life and take it up yeah, to be raised from the dead again. Because he is God the Son. But also God the Father and God the Holy Spirit was involved. And that's so amazing. Now when we read passages which shows us that God the Father, um, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit was involved in the resurrection of Jesus. I think it should move us to stand in awe. Especially when we see what God can do. We we should stand in amazement. Because we serve an amazing God that is just far above our understanding. Because how can God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit be involved in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the God-man who is fully God and fully man, at the same time with a divine nature and a sinful nature? It's just so far beyond our understanding. Yet that's the revelation that we received, and that's why I'm sharing it with you. God has revealed this to us. We can receive it by faith, um, confirmed by the Holy Spirit, and we can walk in this truth. Okay. Now, so from our study uh, on the Holy Spirit's involvement in the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I think we can only stand in amazement uh, as we see the Almighty God at work. There was one Bible teacher that said the following. I do not think that there is any great work of God which we find in the Word of God, in which God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit do not all work together to get God's work done. And beloved, what a way to close these five sessions on the the Holy Spirit and Jesus, the the relationship between Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, just absolutely, absolutely amazing. All right, this concludes uh, our study on the specific part of the Holy Spirit, the relationship between Jesus Christ, or let's say the Holy Spirit, and Jesus. And God willing, next time we'll continue with our study on the Holy Spirit. I hope it's been a blessing to you. It's been a blessing to me to 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 share it with you, and I hope you are learning something and that you are growing. Uh, in your knowledge about the work of the Holy Spirit and who the Holy Spirit is. So that we can, how can I say, when we worship God, when we think about the Almighty God, that our understanding of who God is and uh, it can really be, um, how can I say, illuminated in the sense uh, about uh, uh, as we study these pers- different uh, aspects of the Holy Spirit's work. All right. And, the, well, obviously the person of the Holy Spirit. So let's pray heavenly father it's such a privilege to come to you and thank you so much for this study with regards to jesus christ or the holy spirit and jesus christ in his life and his death and his resurrection and thank you so much that we could study your revelation about it and uh, thank you that we can gain the knowledge i pray that you will allow us to have that or enable us that the uh, knowledge that we've received from your revealed word, that that knowledge will burn into our hearts and into our minds, so that we may live off that knowledge. And when we think about you and we talk about you and when we talk to you and when we worship you and adore you and look at, at who you are, oh Father, that we will be able to, to really glorify your name, because we understand a little bit more of how awesome you are. Thank you so much, Father. Go before us and may your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, thank you very much for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and may he give you his peace. God willing, until next time, bye-bye.